Not every massive hit has a dramatic, exciting backstory behind its creation. Sometimes, a massive corporation like Sony is putting together a film soundtrack that's meant to reflect what teens are listening to. That film was 2018 Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and the soundtrack includes Vince Staples, Jaden Smith, Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, Ski Mask of the Slump God, Ty Dolla Sign, and of course, Post Malone and Sway Lee. The two artists had previously collaborated on Malone's album, Beer Bongs and Bentleys, for the track Spoil My Night, where Lee contributed a verse. This collaboration saw Lee taking on the majority of the vocals, including the section that features prominently in the film. Quote, because it's a movie placement, the main character sings this song and uses my vocals to calm him down in a certain situation, like my music was therapeutic for him, said Lee in an interview where he called this track one of his favorite collaborations of 2018. The song's existence was first revealed to the world during an interview with Post Malone on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon on October 2nd, 2018. Is this late-night show appearance responsible for the song skyrocketing to the top of the Billboard Hot 100 chart? Did the Fallon bump bring the Spider-Man single to number one in Australia, Canada, Malaysia, and New Zealand, and to the top ten in 12 other countries? Probably not. If anything, it's likely that the massive success of the film played a part in the single's success, and perhaps the synchronicity of the Post Malone slash Sway Lee collab with the film's story. Quote, Post and Sway have delivered a song that's both heroic and emotional, which is exactly what a Spider-Man story needs. It's anthemic, but also heartfelt. The perfect soundtrack for Miles to discover the Spider-Man inside himself, said Spring Aspers, head of music and creative affairs at Sony Pictures. Sounds like marketing bullshit to me, but hey, let's see if we can find the connection between Spider-Man and Sunflowers. That's right, we're talking Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee on Cover Me. Then you left in the dust, unless I stuck by you. You're a sunflower, I think your love will be too much. Or you'll be left in the dust, unless I stuck by that's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one is too much. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my bad, bad co-host... Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger. What's poppin', Alex? What's poppin'? Not my filter that I have adjusted now. I love that. You love a good pop filter adjustment. Gotta audio. move it a little bit. It's never in the right place. I don't think there is a right place. I Yeah, mine just, like, hovers just over it. Huh. It's because my my pop filter is very cheap too, so I'm not like like the clamp on it sucks. And I think mine's the same. Yeah, it's just dragon pad. I, I don't it upside down. See a brand. Okay, mine's like on the the base there. A little audio equipment talk to start things off. Yeah, a little little gear speak. A little, we're a couple speak. of gearheads over yeah, here. That's us. Um, Alex, what we are is a couple of fucking movie buffs, and it's blockbuster summer. We're talking music made for movies all two months long. Um, at perfect time, you know, the Writers Guild of America is on strike. Uh, the Screen Actors Guild has, uh, extended their contract by two weeks to further negotiate, but may still strike. Things are happening. Things are happening. It's a great time to celebrate Hollywood industry. Yeah. Well, we could celebrate the people, the good people who, who make the things. That's right. I think. We can celebrate collective action. We can celebrate the writers and all the working class folks in the film industry. And we can talk about Post Malone and Swaley making a ton of money off of this song. Yeah. 
Um, that's like um, that's like my disclaimer for this. I I had this fucking theme like in the bag for like a year, and I didn't even think about <laughs> the writer's the strike. Yeah, the timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we can still talk about how much we we like the songs in the movies. I think. Yeah, I think it's still fair, and the movies still exist, right? I think as it's long true. as we we let the people know, you know, support the writers' guild. Like, like, like we have any power? We get like ten yeah. listeners. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, who you cannot support those Spotify. Fuck them. We're still on there, but fuck them. Use a different podcasting app. Use literally any other podcasting app. You got Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. You got Podcast Addict, which is the one I use. Which I don't even know if it's good, but I've been using it for too long to care otherwise. Switch, you know all the features. I know all the features. You know how to queue them up. Exactly. It's right in my queue zone. Um, Alex, what podcasting app do you use? I just use the the Google one. It's it's nice. like pretty. I mean, it's not default. I don't think on Android, but it's just it's got the Google colors. It's just called Podcasts. Okay, yeah, something simple, you know. That's all I need. Simple, simple and clean is the way that you're making me feel. <laughs> um, exactly. Yes, Alex, we're talking about Spider Man. You like Spider Man? I do like Spider Man. I don't. I don't remember a time when I didn't like Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man's like the number one for me. Is like I've always loved Spider-Man as long as I've been alive, I think. Yeah, I mean, like my early life, my earliest memories in my life are basically The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. other N64 games, Spider-Man, and Batman. Like, that's it. Yeah. And dinosaurs. But like, dinosaurs. That's, that's a pantheon there, man. Oh yeah, that's that really is yeah the 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 Triforce of childhood. <laughs> yeah, video games, superheroes, and dinosaurs. Yeah, what a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so Spider Man, well, yeah, was definitely definitely a big one. I never really got that into Spider Man though. In general, like I didn't read the comics. I've read some Spider Man comics. Yeah, but I've never like I, followed I comics well. really. Um. But I've always watched the movies. Um, I'm going to close my window because I think there's yeah, things happening out there. Close your fucking window there, Alex. I heard birds chirping. People are going to think this podcast takes place outside. That's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's only sometimes true. Yeah, that's, that's true. I have recorded outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Alex. It, it, like, yeah, I also have not read the comics extensively. I've read like the Spider-Verse comics, and I've read uh, Spider-Gwen and some things, but... Yeah. Predominantly, I just like knew because, like, once you watch one episode of like the Amazing Spider-Man, you kind of know Spider-Man. It's like he's wisecracking, he's, he's he's fucking webbing up bad dudes. Yeah, I always like to watch the old cartoon when it was on. Whatever, I don't. I never knew when it was going to be on because I, I was yeah. completely baffled by the idea of like scheduling. TV scheduling. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, always tried to catch that, and I remember being so fascinated with like by the different villains and like. I don't know why, yeah. but I was. You're like, this man's a rhino, and this guy is mysterious? <laughs> Fuck, this one's a come scorpion, up with kind of? Whoa! Um, yeah, yeah. And then, and like, when the movies started coming out, that was, like, just incredible. You yeah, know? I mean, the Spider-Man live-action films really paved the way for future, like, superhero films. Yeah, I just, I mean, it was very young when, when that came out. Like, it was that and X-Men. Yeah. And yeah. Um yes, Alex, paved the way for films. What's your favorite Spider-Man film iteration? 
I don't know. Um, Maguire, Garfield, or Holland? I mean, I haven't watched the Tobey Maguire ones in a long time. Mm-hmm. Those were the most formative ones. I'd probably go with those. Um, but again, I, 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 would, I might want to revisit them because I, I haven't in a long time. But that's yeah, what I'll say just based on like, my, them. my gut. My gut reaction is that's what it is. I'm going to cheat and say Into the Spider-Verse is probably the best Spider-Man. I haven't yeah. seen the new Spider-Verse film, but... No, I haven't watched it yet. It's on, it's on my to-do list. It's on my to-do list, but uh, it also stands on the shoulders of all of those films. Like It, yeah. it couldn't exist without them, right? Yeah. I got to give it to Maguire, because Garfield, Like I remember watching both Amazing Spider-Man films, and after I come out, I was like, cool, that was awesome, I love Spider-Man. And then like a week later, to be like, it wasn't actually very good, was it? <laughs> Yeah, I only saw the first one of those. But okay, I saw the second one, and uh, no, not great. But then you get Tom Holland in the first Tom Holland one, pretty good. And then I just got too much Marvel in my life. Yeah, it does. It it's it can be overwhelming, and it is for for me at sometimes. But I did watch the other two. Um, get some good Jake Gyllenhaal in the second one. Oh, yeah. And some good Willem Dafoe in the third one. Oh, my gosh. Willem That's Dafoe right. in the third one? Oh, yeah. One what a delight. Is just, like, incredible. Love that guy. He's Willem Dafoe of this podcast, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, he is not an enemy of the podcast. No. He's, it, it is wild that, like, this fucking legendary actor is like, yeah, let me come back and do a role I did in, like, 2002. <laughs> I, I mean, it is, but they must have offered him a lot of money. I mean, they had to. Yeah. He's, he's Defoe. He is Defoe. He's come a long way from Streets of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Streets of Fire. Check out our episode on the uh, hit film Streets of Fire for yeah, more. Yeah, that episode's three years old now. Yeah. Four? Um, four years old? I think it's four years old. <laughs> don't even remember. I'd I was living movie. in New West when we recorded it, so it's four years old. Wow. Yep. Yep. It would have to be. Bless up, everyone. Bless up. <laughs> um, Alex, we're talking about Post Malone. We are. A Post Malone or- or- original for the second time. Uh, third time he's been on the podcast. Because mm-hmm. we talked about his cover of I Only Want to Be With You by Hootie and the Blowfish. We did, which is... The Pokemon cover. <laughs> oh, I was actually listening to some Pokemon 25 songs the other day. Fuck yeah. I don't know. I just, I just had the... Uh, had the caught the bug, the I guess. The bug yeah. type Pokemon? You, you got to catch them all. The bug type Pokemon, the Pokemon Twenty Five album. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, and that includes that. But also, we talk about better now. Um, Post Malone, kind of a strange, uh, strange character because, like, knee jerk reaction on seeing this guy is like, no, thank you. I don't want to be involved in this. Uh, but he's he's all right, actually. Now, was that also because I've been told I look like Post Malone? Is that <laughs> I your have reaction heard. to me? <laughs> I, I I didn't see the uh, <laughs> the similarities before it's someone else. A pointed white them guy out. with brown long hair and a kind of fat face. You just don't have face tattoos <laughs> or a yeah, kind of fat face. I don't think, but let's I, not worry I, about I, that I, too much. I got a little alcohol bloating, I think, but you know, I'm also a little self-critical. It always seems a hundred times worse when you're looking at yourself. Think that the truth. Um, Maybe so, Alex, you Post Malone fan? You, you like not Post-y? specifically, but like uh, we we talked about better now. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was pretty good. I like this song. Yeah. So like, there's at least, and I thought his version of "Only Want to Be with You" was actually pretty solid as well. So like, he's kind of three for three so far. 
Yeah, that's the thing is, is I'm like, I don't like Post Malone. And then we we talk about him on the show. And I'm like, I kind of like Post Malone. Yeah. So <laughs> I haven't like gone to seek him out. But every time we talk about him, it's pretty solid. So it's, yeah, pretty positive. So, hey, folks, maybe you, decide, you do the fucking math. Yeah. Alex, what do you know about Sway Lee? Nothing at all. Nothing. You don't. You're not familiar with the 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 rap duo Ray Shrimmerd. No. Which is drummer's Shrimmered. ear backwards? Is it drummer's backwards? Drummer's ear. This, yeah. This pr- shows it pronounced with a sh. Oh, ear Ray drummers sh- back- backwards. Oh, I guess. Well, I'm going full backwards, so I go drummers and then ear because I'm reading it like if I held it up to a mirror. But yeah, if you flip the words and then read it out, yeah, it's ear drummers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? I do. I do see what you're saying. That's good. He's also, he's, so he's a big collaborator. He's kind of more of a behind the scenes guy. This was his first, like, quote unquote, solo release. Like, this is him starting to work as a solo artist and put things under his own name. Mm-hmm. Um, but he co wrote the Beyonce single Formation, which I'm unfamiliar with. Yeah, it definitely sounds like he has some, some credits. Yeah, he's got some credits. He's got some clout. He's, he's been around town. Um, but for some reason, this song appears on Post Malone's third studio album, Hollywood's Bleeding, even though I feel like Malone is the supporting role in this. I don't know how you Does, Did listening. he write the lyrics? That was my understanding. Okay. I, I understood this to be co-written, so I guess he must have also written lyrics. Yeah. Maybe I misread the thing. Um, let me see here. I see who it's produced by here. You're probably right, though, Alex. I don't remember where I read that now. At the very least, he would write his own verse, right? He's a rapper. Like he'd, he'd write you would his think. Verse. You would think. Um, Alex, what did you think about these lyrics? Um, I like, like, just listening to them. I don't really listen to the lyrics all that much. Yeah. You know? Um, like, they come in fast. There's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of somewhat nonsensical sounding things. Mm-hmm. Um... But it's very like rhythmic in that way, and you can kind of get lost in the rhythm. So it feels like the right f- choices phonetically, yeah. even if sometimes the the like grammatical choices seem strange. Sure, yeah, it definitely has. It has what the what the rappers call flow. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's. I was, I think. I don't know. There's kind of like a scumbag vibe to the actual lyrical content, though. Yeah, more than you might expect from a, a song from Spider Man from spider-man called sunflower which has this just like very like uplifting kind of beautiful sound to it um we'll talk about the sound a little later but it almost has like a sound and vision quality to it like like kind of song fragment yeah it is quite short um, quite short it's just um, over two and a half simple and like in terms of lyrical content also very small yeah, it's a, they say a lot of words, but there's like repetition in there and some things that don't necessarily add a ton to like the narrative. Yeah. Um, but maybe more to the character or something. Maybe, but let's talk about that. Yeah. Like the character of A A A A. Ooh. 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 I mean, that's it's lines like that like i you recognize that right it's a hook i guess um, yeah and that comes up in the movie as well and he kind of sings along and it's good because he like goes into falsetto there in a way that i think is accessible to yeah. a lot of people um so like you can sing the high bits and i feel like it's good to sing along to yeah it makes you feel like you're a singer 
Yeah. So Trixia. Exactly. Trixia. <laughs> Um, so it begins like this. Needless to say, I keep in check. She was a bad bad. Nevertheless, calling it quits now, baby, I'm a wreck. Crash at my place, baby, you're a wreck. And that's your first. <laughs> yeah, first little bit. So, I mean, we've, we've got two characters now introduced. Yes. Both of whom are a wreck. A wreck. Uh, uh, individually and perhaps collectively as well. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of given given different uh reasons for that it seems kind of post-party yeah i I would get that vibe from this he's a wreck he's feeling like oh i'm done but they're also like they're crashing they're both a wreck um yeah yeah i guess maybe that's it because there's a lot of talk about partying in the in the first verse here Mm -hmm. the party on tilt i wonder because I always heard it, and I, I didn't even realize it's not, but I heard, needless to say, I keep her in check. Yeah, is that not what they say? Apparently, it's just I keep in check. Now I gotta fucking listen to a slowed down version. I've always heard, like, keep her in check. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's sort of a... Because uh, that's the same amount of syllables, nevertheless, keep her in check. Yeah, that's what I've always heard. And I did get that impression that it was sort of... He <sighs> kind of feels responsible for this person and then identifies them as a, a bad bad. Oh Yeah, is that like baddie? Like she's hot? Is that what we're supposed to grab there? Maybe. The other thing, like... I, I'm trying to think where I've heard this. I feel like it... Like you talk about like... A good bad would be something that seems bad but might actually be good in some you know but like this is like all bad like it's definitely okay. 100% bad she's bad she, he's doubling up on the bad it's like bad it's bad but like it's a good bad because like there's a positive thing you get out of it or something but like no this is okay. just bad now is that what that means I don't know Um, I just slowed it down, and I have more questions about what he says. Is there a slow down option on? On title? No, I had to go to a YouTube video. Oh, okay. But uh, it did not help me. Um, I don't know. I need to say, because there seems to be an idea of him keeping a distance from this woman. Is that what keeping her in check is? Yeah, because he, he he never really commits to her, right? Because then Post Malone's verse is all about how he's always leaving all the time. There's a bit of like, uh, a bit of like Brandy. If the sailor was like, yeah, "Listen, baby, it's you're just a bit much for me." Instead <laughs> that of does seem like, to be the attitude. Yeah, <laughs> he's really questioning if he can like handle this. Yeah, he's he yeah he specifically is like she might be too much. So he says, needless to say, I, that's, that's why to me it sounds like it's keep her in check. But if I, 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 the random lyrics video I pulled up here said it's, it says it's keep it in check. Yeah, which could kind of mean the same thing if you're like, I keep myself in check to avoid this person or avoid being too close or whatever. Yeah, and so then I wonder if the calling it quits is him being like, I'm not going to pursue this further. I'm a wreck, and then anybody's like, hey, you can crash on my place because you're fucked up. And then that's like, he says he's keeping it in check, but really he is kind of stringing this woman along. Yeah, but it also feels like, I mean, I feel like the call it quits also makes it sound like we're talking about the party, so it's kind of two, 
two things going yeah, on. Yeah, you, yeah. I think um, you might be right there. Yeah, I think that does make sense. At least a bit. At least a bit. Um, but it does feel like a lot of, like, fragments. It is. And then the next fragment we get, we get a repetition of that first stanza. And then we get thinking in a bad way, losing your grip, screaming at my face, baby, don't trip. Um, I guess we'll, we'll carry on. Someone took a big L. Don't know how that felt. Looking at you sideways, party on tilt. Party what's, what's going on here? Huh? Tilt. Well, I mean, if you're looking at someone sideways and you are tilted to the side, um, that's something. <laughs> yeah, Alex, I guess that is something. Um, so is, is parting on tilt is the same thing as being t- like tilted as in angry? Is it angry? Yeah, is it like anger? Also, when you look at somebody sideways, usually you're giving them the side eye, right? That's also like a bit of like oh, that's true. Distaste, a that's little true. bit of anger. Because oh, well, I mean, you're talking about how he has to, you know, keep this person, keep watching this person. So he's like partying, but he's also watching them, you know, on the side. Right, and he's and then the question is, who took a big L? Someone, but he also claims to not know what that's like. Yeah, he doesn't know what it's like to like, lose. I've never lost. And then if you combine that with looking at looking at you sideways, and let's let's say he said the line like in person, he's like, "Oh, someone took a big L." Don't know how that felt. He then does the side eye glance to this girl. He's he's implying that she took the big L. She's out here taking L's. An L for those who have been living <laughs> under a rock is a loss. Yes. Um. It's the opposite of a W. Yeah, I don't hear uh, don't hear W quite as often. No, I have heard it. I've heard it. Just less. Just let well, you know, there are more L's than W's in this world. There I are, think. yeah, I've often said that. In um, yeah. in Polish, I think the letter that makes a W sound looks like an L with a line through it. Mm. It's like you negate. This negated loss. That's the the Polish <laughs> outlook on victory. Yeah. It's just not losing. Um, yep, that's uh, linguistics advice from Cover Me Podcast. That's right, baby. You can take that to the bank. <laughs> um, there's the other line that we actually haven't talked about. Thinking in a bad way, losing your grip, and then screaming at my face, baby, don't trip. Um, mm-hmm. Screaming at my face would imply... Uh, a conflict. Yes. And he's telling her not to not to be upset. Yeah. Or as upset. So um, she's upset about something. Again, maybe their relationship not being as real as she would like because he's always in and out. And then is he like, well, I guess you took an L. <laughs> yeah, he's like, damn, must suck I to certainly lose. Didn't. <laughs> I certainly didn't. <laughs> um... Possibly. Possibly. Doesn't quite match up for me. Um, and then thinking in a bad way. Well, I mean, we're talking about party. Okay, so all that taken together. Thinking in a bad way, perhaps because you're upset. Losing your grip, perhaps getting upset. Um, yeah. Screaming because you're upset. And he says, don't trip. He says, someone took a big L. Um, and then looking at you sideways, he's keeping an eye on them. But like they're partying and still upset. Yeah. Does that make sideways sense? Sideways party on tilt. Kind but also of, the know. sideways and being tilted are are a little play on words there. Yeah. 
It's just sideways party on tilt. I don't know, man. What what I grasp from it is interpersonal conflict. Someone is taking a big L. We we're believing it to not be the narrator. Should we believe that it is him? Because he's he's kind of playing it off. Like I don't know how that felt. Yeah, it's possible. Please so don't mess this up. But and then the line after that, when he says some things you can't review, she want to ride me like a cruise, and I'm not trying to lose. Uh, is that a th- a third person? Like is are they cheating? Mm, on this relationship just, they're kind of not in man, or at least not committing to can't refuse she want to ride me like a cruise and i'm not trying to lose or is that why he's in this relationship halfway yeah i feel like it's he's like listen like he's just described some that conflict that to him seems out of place she's screaming at his face and he's like whoa baby don't trip like this is this is a bit much and then he's like, even if we're upset at each other, we're going to bone down. Yes. I mean, I don't think there's much question that ride me like a cruise um, is is sex. Yeah. Which apparently they they censor that a bit in, in Spider-Man. In Spider-Man. She want to ride like a cruise. And then. And then cruise, I think, implying some some level of casualness. I think. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I was like, thinking cruise, like. I mean, well, cruise, yeah, cruise ship, obviously, where it's like a vacation, right? But also she cruising. Wants to fuck you along with a bunch of retirees. A bunch of like. retirees, yeah, and like questionable food, and everyone's sick a bit. Um, I've never been on a cruise, actually. I mean, neither. Uh. <laughs> but um, just like cruising, like you ride ride around like in a vehicle or whatever, cruising. It's casual, right? It's, it's laid back. Right. And he's not trying to lose his virginity, so he's <laughs> trying to keep her at a distance. <laughs> I'm not trying to lose here. Uh, I'm, Listen, not, I'm not a fucking loser. I'm not some fucking tramp here. <laughs> yeah, I could see that being like she wants to. I don't know, but then in like post Malone verse, she's like, "Don't leave me, baby." So it's like, is she looking for a cruisy relationship, or is she looking for more? Or is, is, do they just think that's how it is? And they're like, this is, I'm totally confident about this. But then, actually, they're a sunflower. Yeah. And then it didn't go how they expected it to. Like, they're confident at first, and then it, it changes. Or is the, I'm not trying to lose him just being like, listen, I know it might not be best for her to have sex with me, but she wants to, and having I'm sex is out. A, like, I'm not going to yeah, lose Yeah, it is a net positive for me. It all sounds believable. It all like sounds say, it, believable. It feels like some sort of vague fragments, but there does seem to be a story there. Um, if only one that you kind of feel more than more than can define very precisely. Yeah, because then he's he says, "Well, I've I've forged this bond deep in the the canals of our genitals," and then he <laughs> he comes face to face with a choice here. Then you're left in the dust. Unless I stuck by you, you're a sunflower. I think your love would be too much. Or you'll be left in the dust unless I stuck by you. You're the sunflower. You're the sunflower. Yeah, so apparently, and I don't know about flowers, but according to this, sunflowers rapidly deplete their soil of nutrients. Do you think that that's valid for this? Because I don't know what else it would mean. Because like, like your love is too much, is that it's actually it's like draining out of yeah, him, right? Which makes sense, right? 
a quick Google uh, uh, on on Bloom and Wild is the page that comes up. It says, what does a sunflower symbolize? Sunflowers symbolize loyalty and adoration. So, again, that seems to be traits that maybe this this person possesses. They're stuck to him. They're like, you got to stay with me. Let's bone down. And I adore you. But then that's too much, this sort of, like, clinginess almost. Because he's like, listen, I think your love is too much for me. Yeah, so you kind of get, uh, I mean, the image of the sunflower is, of course, very bright, colorful, and, and beautiful. Yes. But then it also has this sort of underside of, of being too much and, and taking too much away to sustain yeah. that. And so that's a fun metaphor. I think that works yeah. pretty well. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Okay, hang on. There's a definition for British sunflower. When a man or woman urinates into a condom, ties the end, then freezes the urine. After it is frozen, they then poke a hole in the end, insert it into their anus, then let it defrost. I don't think that has anything to do with the song here. I thought maybe, I was looking, (laughs) there was a Google search that said, what does sunflower mean sexually? And I was like, okay, maybe this. Yeah, that sounds like one of those, one of those urban dictionary entries that. That like a teen made up. That a teen probably made up, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if this is what that meant? And they're like, sure. Like, sure. No, let's make it worse. Put it in your butt. Put it in your... They should have a show where somebody has to try all the sex things on. (laughs) Dictionary. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that would definitely be... Ah, sorry. Cramp. Leg cramp. Leg cramp. Okay. Alex, you're still growing, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't eat a banana today. Um, Gotta get that banana in you. Because bananas supposed to help with cramp muscle cramps are they i didn't know that i never eat a banana catch me dead eating a banana catch me man. dead eating a banana well there's at least one baseball player who would advise you to eat bananas to prevent muscle cramps um what uh, where am i going with this um sunflowers sunflowers oh yeah the 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 show where people are 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 attempting these yeah people would die yeah and get sick but i mean maybe that's the point of it Maybe. Um, yeah, oh yeah, the show, the, the boning show. I gotcha. You're, I think so, yeah. Like, I think the idea of this person being a sunflower, you know, loyal, sort of, and like committed to this comes out there. Because he's like, well, there's really only two things. You're going to be left... In the dust. Like, in the dust. The depleted gonna, soil. In the depleted soil, and you're going to die. Because I left. But... If I stick by you, you're going to be too much for me. It's a life or death situation. He's got to pick. It's it's him or her is what it comes yeah, down it's to. It's codependent, potentially. Is that the right mm-hmm. word? Um, I feel like both people have to be dependent in a codependent relationship. Okay, Maybe well, it's something like that. Can one yeah. person be codependent? I think so. Yeah. Let's ask Google. Can one person close a joint account? I don't know. <laughs> you got to find out. <laughs> one or both parties can be codependent. There you go. Cool. You heard it here first, folks. Or maybe you didn't. Um, now let's talk about Post Malone's verse here. Every time I'm leaving on you, you don't make it easy, no. Wish I could be there for you. Give me a reason to. Every time I'm walking out, I can hear you telling me to turn around. Fighting for my trust and you won't back down, even if we gotta risk it all right now. I know you're scared of the unknown. You don't want to be alone. I know I always come and go, but it's out of my control. Yeah, so this is a bit more story, right? Because this kind of seems to be more concrete information about, yes about the relationship where they're sort of yeah distant. it implies that there's been consistency for one mm-hmm. it was like verse one you're right it sounds like it's one party maybe and they get mad at each other 
but this one he's like every time i'm leaving you you kind of you know you try to stop me which implies of course yeah multiple times pull me back um i want to be there for you but it it doesn't have a give me a reason to like give me a a reason reason to to? that's rough yeah what (laughs) um yeah and then some repeats is that a repeat well every time i'm walking out you turn around more or less a repeat um uh, yeah it's it's it just fleshes out what happens yeah. what, what the not making it easy is, is, is she's like no come back turn around and then fighting for my trust and you won't back down so she is she is again like trying to advance this relationship yeah very one-sided it seems they keep trying to leave uh mm. and then getting pulled back in yeah it doesn't sound great it doesn't sound great yeah um it's like if Journey's Faithfully was all about how he's definitely going to sleep with other women on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Circus lights. Under yeah. a big top world. Exactly. Um, he's going to fuck a bunch of clowns. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got out of it. Clowns. Faithfully is the one about him being on the road and being like... Yeah, because... Um, what does he say? Being apart ain't easy on this love affair. Two strangers oh, learn to fall in love again. <laughs> I get the joy of rediscovering you. The, right, they say the road ain't no place to start a family. Yeah, they say that the road ain't no place to start a family. Right down the line, it's been you and me. Yeah, those are all the lyrics <laughs> in some order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, stand by me. I'm forever <laughs> yours. Yeah, this is faithfully, but sad. No, it's not like faithfully. This is like if he was like, I don't know if I can do all that for you. Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) Like if he played faithfully and was like, listen, that's not me. That was Steve (laughs) Barry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um. We change up a little bit at the end. So this yeah. song kind of has pre-choruses. They're not split up in genius. Right. But it feels quite different uh, in the song. We'll talk about that. But it kind of switches topics as well. Because at the end, it, it seems like he's addressing directly versus like, well, he's describing the actions. And then he says, I know you're scared of the unknown. You don't want to live alone. I know I always come and go, but it's out of my control. Yeah, which stands in contrast to his give me reason to from the verse where he's like, listen, I wish I could be there for you, but you need to give me a reason. Yeah, now it's which like, he then he then like goes like, listen, actually, it's out of my control, even if you gave me a reason. <laughs> yeah, wish I could help you, which this I mean, it's interesting because I feel like the main character has been really positioned very neutrally. And this other person is like really pining for them. And they're just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, whatever. Um, for most of it, like they're getting upset, and he's like, "What? Why are you so mad?" And like, yeah, fighting for this relationship, and he's like, "Well, I wish I could help you, but uh, I either don't have a reason or don't can't do anything about it anyway." Or can't do it. Yeah, it seems very non-committal on his end. Yeah. It feels like he's there to hit it when he's in town, and then be like, "Hey, I gotta go." Yeah. So that's that's the feeling I get from this song and this story. Hmm. But, I mean, it's expressing that. Yeah. And there is something, like, I, I, I do find, like, even, like, you're right, because he, like, takes this point to address her emotional state. 
and then maybe and addresses something quite real for this this like sunflower metaphor. He's like, I know you're scared of like the unknown and being alone. But then he's like, Yeah, I can't fucking do anything for it. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the point where it feels like there should be some like, but like look to yourself, much like the sunflower, you are, are full of glorious seeds of life <laughs> or something. Like it just, <laughs> Dry roast those seeds and salt them. Salt them and you have and you a will business. Be with food for a time. <laughs> you, yeah, you will eat. Forget the soil. <laughs> eat of your seeds. Yeah, that's uh, uh, also a metaphor, I guess. Um, yeah, so really, the only, the only, I believe, like, looking at, he says he's a wreck, but, like, in terms of the emotional state of the narrator, all he mm-hmm. says is, this relationship is too taxing for me. Yeah. And, and like, he, you are, you are sapping my nutritional value. Yeah, my, yeah, you're taking the life out of me, like, your love is genuinely too much. And then, but also kind of like downplaying that by being, I think by using the sunflower metaphor, being like, you are the sunflower. I think he's like, well, it's like your love is beautiful and good, but it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah, but it, yeah, it is interesting in the way that it's one person talking about a different person. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very strange song. It's very strange that the, the Sony music head was like, it perfectly reflects Miles Morales, Miles Morales. in the film. <laughs> I mean, that's just some marketing guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Everything about this film is perfect, and you should all watch it right now. You should all oh, watch yes, it. yes, 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 very good. All the pieces slot together here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. it is a very good movie, and you should go watch it. because it Yeah, is, it's a great it film. Um, but also, don't trust the Sony head to say that. Of course he's going to say that. Yeah. Listen to me. I could see maybe here's my stretch is that like Miles Morales needs a lot of love and care to become the Spider-Man he becomes by the end of the film. Yeah, maybe he is but the sunflower. He is the sunflower. There is a point where the the other Spider-Mans are like, "Sorry, dog, you're just not Spider-Man enough to yeah, Spider-Man." We can't help you. We can't help you. So that's they they're the post Malones and Swaylees in this relationship. Yeah. So interesting little story. And a really catchy song. Very catchy song. What makes it so catchy? Well, you got these drums that go... Yeah. Yeah, you got to underline with a solid beat, and they definitely yeah. do that. Um, kind of cool how we like build it up a bit, uh, or bring a lot of stuff in in the intro, right? Yeah, it's like drums hit the that vocal hook, bring in this like fat, echoey bass. Yeah, it's kind of like detuned as well. Yeah. Or at least it has some like artifacts around it that make it have like some weird. Yeah, there is like effects. some artifacting or something that's done to both like wow. the drums and wow. that that give it this like crunch, a little mm-hmm. bit of like like a little nostalgia, like this is coming through an older stereo or something kind of vibe. Yes. Um, on that bass, on that everything, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm noticing really noticing that like yeah, you get a little like. I don't have the right word for it. <laughs> Maybe artifacts yeah, the, is the right like, word. Boom, boom. It's like uh, it's unique. Yeah, it's also very much like a synth bass. It doesn't sound like yeah, a it real doesn't bass. sound like a real bass. And it kind of sounds distant as well. A lot of it sounds distant. There's a lot of echo on this track. Every yes, um, just all the time. Uh, the other thing that happens is, I mean, we talked about the bass quite a bit, but there's kind of like. There's another like synth sound that plays like, boop, boop, boop. yeah, these sort of like bow, miscellaneous bow. noises. Boop, 
They kind of alternate. Yeah, it makes this like kind of bright summery vibe. It's a very like it's very it's very dreamy song, you know. Yeah, right? like the the echo and the sort of sparkliness of some of the higher stuff. There's a fair amount of bass, but there's like some higher stuff, um, and that even comes in later. I think not quite yet, but there's like some little like synths that play these like little like noodly quick passages. Yeah, kind of as we get into the the chorus, there's yeah. like <laughs> just like doing. I mean, sometimes it just seems like they're doing whatever, you know. Yeah, just kind of fucking around in the back there. Because, yeah, what we get for that pre-chorus, the Ride Me Like a Cruise section, is mm-hmm. that we get some guitar and that synth noodling a bit. And the drums drop out, but then they come back in for the chorus. Yes. That's an interesting uh, section. This sort of, like, across the verse... Um, mm-hmm. There's a bit, it feels like there's almost three sections in the first one. Right. Um, if only because, like, the beat is kind of evolving over the course of it. Um, so I already mentioned, we, we already talked about those quick synth passages. They're kind of, like, still, like, very soft and, like, a bit, like, glassy. Um, yeah, you can miss them if you're not listening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, you can't hear it at all. <laughs> can't hear it at all. It's part of that hi-fi audio on Tidal. Uh, yeah, gotta get, gotta get CD quality. I gotta. But then that kind of, yeah, it kind of cuts down when he gets to the thinking in a bad way. And then mm-hmm. it cuts down even more when he gets to the uh, some things you can't to refuse. Yes. Yeah. And that's that, almost... That, that falsetto again, yeah. That's like to guitar as well, right? Yeah, that guitar like starts to come in during that second section. But yeah, then it fully takes the, the front stage there for that pre-chorus yeah. bit. And like plays arpeggios. Yeah. Um... So that's interesting because it doesn't happen in the next verse, but we'll talk about the next verse. Um, yeah, and then your chorus is basically just what the initial verse or even like the part two verse progression was. Yeah, the beat comes in. Um, there's a snare in particular that like cuts out partway through that is now back. That yeah. Quite a snare. Um, but yeah, everything else kind of cuts out. Um, but no, it feels like the the verse otherwise. Yeah, and then you kind of cut down from the chorus to the, to no, the Post Malone on. verse. I read the wrong part. There's a piano. Did you mention the piano? No, I didn't. Where's the piano? In the chorus. Or it's a piano sound. It's like... Oh, it's like that... Dum, dum. Hang on, I'm trying to find the exact thing I was thinking of. So there's sort of two parts. There's there's the chords, the bum, bum, it plays along with the bass. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like totally like blown out, compressed piano. Um, and then there's also some higher stuff as well in the background. Okay, I like, I can kind of hear it. Boop, boop, do like higher kind of ambient sounds. Because there's so much like ambient stuff in the back. And yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. echo makes it all, or is it reverb? It doesn't matter makes it all like blend together so much it's hard to pick stuff out yeah i can hear some i think the higher piano notes but uh yeah i think it's piano coming it just plays with the the bum bum with the bass yeah yeah um but to me it sounds like piano chords i think but also like crazy process like there yeah and it's like it's kind of light isn't it? it's like down 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 it's at least it sounds like coming through my end here 
It's light in the in the higher register for sure. Yeah, it's like down, 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 down. Like I go at one eleven, I can start hearing it. One eleven. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of follows his vocal progression a bit because it is like dun 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 like sunflower. Yeah, you know, I think I noticed that on a different version. Mm. But I guess if it's here that would make sense. But it's there's yeah, so many yeah. parts uh that you can miss out on. <laughs> yeah, because it is all kind of serving like the very basic like melody progression here in the mm-hmm. the rhythm. Like it all is hitting pretty similar notes across these instruments. Um, then you get Post Malone coming in. You get that yeah, that's the, synth I mean, noodles us down to Post Malone. It does. The second verse is like immediately, comes in immediately after the chorus. They flow right yeah. into each other. And then Post Malone does his thing. Um, the other thing that I thought was a little odd about this is it fe- really feels like their verses are separate. Like they don't harmonize. Yeah. Um, so like even the backup vocals are their own voices on a different track sort of thing that's right uh which i thought was interesting but they don't ever seem to actually sing together uh do they not sing together on the chorus <laughs> maybe they do on the chorus. i couldn't i honestly thought it was him on the pre-chorus i thought that was sway lee doing the backing vocals the oh maybe let me double check i can't confirm for sure i wasn't in the studio that day though i have seen footage of them in studio together Together, I'm uh, not together. No, it's usually it's usually like Swaley singing and then like Post Malone smoking a cigarette or chugging a beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's also hard to tell because the vocals are quite processed. Yeah, um, it's which is something we haven't touched on yet, but that is kind of their style. It seems. Um, obviously, Post Malone. I, I believe he has a quote where someone asked him, like, "How do you sing so well?" And he's like, auto-tune, bro. <laughs> I can tell you where that quote is from. It yeah. happened on October 2nd, 2018, oh, in an interview with Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon does a bit where he's like, auto-tune, and he pretends to write it down, like he's going to look that up later to help with his singing. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Because I, wa- I was trying to, like, fucking find some, like, some real <laughs> some meat information about the song, but it's like, no, they hired some musicians, and the musicians performed the song for them. Like, yeah, there's no will-they-won't-they the bullshit, like, with Power of Love. Yeah. It's not like, you know, like, oh, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. This is much more straightforward. But, yeah. but yes, the vocals, much more, like, there's a lot more effects on there, obviously. They got, like, a whole, I guess what I would say... I don't know if effects stack, you know? Yeah. Which I guess is a is a term. I think that actually gets used, but like this is probably mostly digital. Um pretty common in in pop music especially nowadays. Uh yeah, some yeah, yeah. artists I think are more open about it than others, and I don't think Post Malone has ever been secretive about the fact that there's a lot of production work that goes into his vocals. Oh yeah, he even like like in, in this Fallon interview Fallon's like, "Oh man, you're so good at guitar." He's like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> it's like I can play some power chords. <laughs> yeah, and like the rest is studio. Yeah. Uh, and effects and stuff and like that's cool it's a style whatever i'm not like, yeah but yeah that. post no not not really i think it's fine if you're you know what you're doing if you're honest about it right yeah i can definitely see like if it's being used for deception i don't necessarily know of a specific situation where that would be a huge problem 
Um, I, you know, when when you get a call from somebody claiming to be T-Pain and they need money from you. Then. <laughs> You're like, it's definitely T-Pain. You can tell by the way he talks. <laughs> you can tell by the auto-tune it's T-Pain. Like, I, I need like, oh, you fuck. to transfer me some money. <laughs> I gotta wire some money to T-Pain. <laughs> I gotta find a Western Union. Do we even make those anymore? Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, he does, and he, it's not like he sounds unusual on the, he doesn't sound like no. a strange, it's not a weird effect stack on post No, it's just it like, like Melodyne or whatever you use to pitch correct. Yeah, or, and, chrome, and like shave off, you know, there's a lot of like filtering going on to shave off whatever um, harmonics and things like that to make it sound a very yeah. particular way. But it also, it like, I don't know if it's it's that the instrumentation was built to slot in with the, the vocal stylings of Post Malone and Sway Lee or the other way around, but, like, it all adds to that sort of dreamy aesthetic we've talked about. Yeah, I think just, I think the, the it's just so, like, what's the word? I, I used it last week, and I'm trying to remember, or a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm trying to remember it, and I can't Prodigious. remember now. But basically echoey. Okay, echoey. Saturated. <laughs> Saturated reverberant yeah exactly um so there you go i mean that's most of it like they do a little bit on the end because there's a bit of guitar and then that like quick the like synth passages um and then the bass but there's a a short outro and it actually ends really quickly yeah kind of like like kind of the like david bowie low like effect where it's like oh the the song just ended like sound and vision where it's like oh it's kind of just out like a car just drove past with it playing right like we did the song like what more do you want yeah and it's kind of that length as well um there's probably more lyrics than that but uh probably a bit more of a story than like i'm sitting in my room and it's hard to write yeah but also like it's still pretty vague in a similar way yeah, I think, I mean, if, like, listen, dog, if you're going to ask me who wrote better lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I'm not judging the lyrics and quality, just just on volume. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in terms of, yeah, quantity, sure, this one has more words in yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, I guess it's probably mixed louder. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, but I did have something else to say worth noting. Sure. Post Malone sings the second chorus where uh, Swaley did the first chorus. Yes. Yes, that is true. Somewhat separate. I'm still not totally convinced or I'm not sure who is doing backups at any point. Yeah, I'm not sure. It almost feels like two, like Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue here, baby. Like they're <laughs> like connected, but not really. Connected, but uh, it's like two perspectives kind of thing. Yeah, so it's like it's like the red of the Spider-Man suit versus the, I guess I'm thinking red and blue, but also I guess red and black would be red and black. More, if we're, we're talking about Miles Morales. More accurate here. Um. Yeah, and like so, then this raises the question: Are 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 we, are we meant to believe that Swaley and Post Malone are singing to the same woman, or are they just in two very similar? They're just both lamenting relationships that are similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, you can never tell with, <laughs> with these yeah. duets, can you? Um, I don't know if it matters. I, you know, that truly is the real question. I know. Here. Like, does it matter? Probably not. But like, does any of this matter? Uh. I, I'll I'll ask you this question though. Would you just describe this song as heroic? No. 
How about emotional, Alex? That's uh, yes. <laughs> I guess yeah, I would say, describe it I'd as say emotional. There's yeah. Emotions present. I, it's, it's not emotional in like uh, don't want to miss a thing like way, but it's, right. It's not emotionless. Yeah, it's it speaks to emotion. Yeah. Um, is it anthemic, Alex? I think that's such a strange word. Like, it's it's got moments to sing along to. I think it's anthemic in that sense. Right, and that if you brought it to a stadium and got everybody to stand and put their hands over their heart, they would know the words to this. And I think, like, the situation may not be universal, but maybe the feeling of, like, a relationship where at least the narrator in this is saying, like, I feel like this relationship's taking a lot out of me and I don't necessarily want to keep going with it, but it's hard to hard to leave right i think a lot of people can relate to that i think that is a yeah a relatable scenario um, and and is maybe reflected in these sort of dreamy like airy uh instrumentation where you're in kind of like a weird space right yeah and it's i mean i don't even know if you get that from listening to, like just listening to the chorus kind of sound like it, you can mistake this for a straightforward love song for sure, yeah. Like, you're a sunflower, or maybe even sound like saying, you're my sunflower. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, so, that's... I think, I think it, like, this, is a, this will please a crowd. I think you're opinion. correct, Alex. I think it did. That crowd was planet Earth. Yeah, I'm in that crowd. Um, that's where I shout live. Shout out to us. Um, Alex, let's crowd onto these music videos, of which there are two. Yeah. There's two of these. Oh, uh, I missed the first the one. Other one. So the first one is like the official one, and it's footage from the film. Yeah, with that's the, the one lyrics that I put over top of it. Okay, so the other one is the, like black and white studio footage. Ooh, I see. See, I didn't click on that because I was like, that can't be it. But it is. So what's interesting about the uh, the f- the film footage one is that. It starts up with, oh, maybe that is actually from the film. This guy putting on a record and, uh, like, I think that is in the film. I think that's, yeah, that's like his uncle Luther, isn't it? Yeah. So he goes see his uncle and he, like, puts a record on. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's that. I thought maybe they had just randomly built some new stuff just for that. But then you get all the names, the credits, you get Swaley, and then the Sunflower title all put over top of just, stills from the film not stills rather it's clips footage it's clips that's the word alex and then yeah you you go through the song then sometimes it'll be like comic book action panel things that have the lyrics yeah those like narration panels uh yeah other stuff sometimes it's just like on crosswalks there's one there's a wind like fog in a window yeah the best one is that he opens up like a a briefcase around like 40 seconds when he's like, I'm keeping her, it, or ing in check, and there's a check mark in his uh, open suitcase. <laughs> it's a check mark, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, it takes you through a bunch of key moments yeah. in the film. So it's, it's mostly a lyric video. I think they kind of try to sync up scenes to like what the song is saying a bit. Um, one more obvious one is the looking at you sideways line. They actually show Gwen one of the spider people looking sideways towards Miles. Right. The other spider person. I'm like, how much of this movie do I need to describe? <laughs> yeah, it's... uh, No, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah I um, see that, Alex. And then 
other times, like, when they're in the graveyard, I feel like, oh, let me see, they're like, it's sad, and they're in a graveyard, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, well, and, like, anytime it's on the chorus, which, like, to, to give this love relation, it'll be, like, the first time it's uh, Miles and Gwen making, like, knowing glances at each other, and then the next time around, it's uh, Peter Parker looking at a picture of Mary Jane. Ah, yep, there you go. So, like, like, it, it matches up a bit. Yeah. But yeah, it's a pretty like just fucking bang it out for the sake of having it. Yeah. And then the other one, which is on Post Malone's channel, um, starts with Post Malone calling Swaley a genius. And then straight up just just yeah, he's the mastermind, he's the genius. Then it's footage of them performing the song live and also them recording it in the studio. You got some Beats headphones here, so you know what kind of equipment these two like to use. Yep. Post Malone the best beer. part of this is, yeah, is Post Malone <laughs> slamming beers and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, that's, I mean, what do you watch this for if not that? There is a, there's a shot at like 25 seconds where he's just like at the booth with a cigarette hanging in his mouth. And that's like all I've ever wanted to do with my life. <laughs> Hang out a booth with a cigarette. Yeah, there is something so, like, powerful and incredibly casual about just, like, loosely having a cigarette. That's, I, I mean, see, I, I don't get it, but it's true. Like, I hate to say it, but I'm like, yeah, smoking makes you look really cool. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, but fuck. I'm not gonna do it, but, like, goddamn. I, I like, saw, I was, like, sorry. I was on the bus the other day, and I saw just, like, a fat dude in, like, his maybe 60s or 70s. And just like casually walking around, he's just holding a cigarette. I was like, that dude's kind of fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> it looks so comfortable. Even Norm MacDonald has a bit about it, too. He's like, yeah, when I was in high school, I, I wasn't very cool. So I thought I'd take up smoking and then everyone would think I was cool. And wouldn't you know it? I was right. Everyone thought I was cool after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't smoke, kids. Don't smoke, kids. But I mean, you. <laughs> there is no doubt about it. You will look fucking cool. Like, yeah, I'm not going to deny that it. It will make you look cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's not a hundred percent success rate, but like, but yeah, it, it can, like, it, it can, it can for sure. And Post Malone looks pretty cool, fucking smoking a cigarette here. <sighs> <sighs> um, but that's my big takeaways from the video. Both of these are pretty, just like, yeah, pretty like a lyric video and then a, a footage of them recording it video. Yeah, not much of like a, a narrative to them. No. Um, but yeah, fucking, that's the song, that's the music videos. Let's talk about ten acoustic covers real quick. Yeah, let's talk about acoustic covers. I tried to not put too many, and then I did. I think maybe just the, it's, the selection for this, and this is, like, because, the question is, did anybody listen to the lyrics? Did y'all look at the lyrics before you fucking recorded the song? Yeah, that's gonna be a big question for this one. Because I feel like if you did, then we would get more, like like greasier covers i feel like we'd get a little punk rock like a little uh, like a little something else yeah but it's there's real there's some questionable attributes to the narrator in this yeah i think we could get some cooler covers if people use their heads a bit but they didn't so this is what we have i'm no shade on you alex i think it is just the nature of <laughs> nature of the beast of the beast uh, there's also so i have some other justifications for why i picked what i picked that we'll get to as we go sure um, um, yes, but let's start with Adam Christopher and Alex Farley Alex in 2018. Farley. Then you left in the dust, unless I stuck by you. You're a sunflower. I think your love would be too much. But you'll be left in the dust, 
Yes, Adam Christopher, vocalist for Brothers Grimm and All Eyes, that's I apostrophe S on me. Uh, he mm. does music and also he what he music. wants. That's, I did read that somewhere. Um, that was, I think, in his Spotify description because it's using that to help. Oh, okay. Up on Spotify. Um, Alex Farley is also an artist. He also do music. Um, and he likes to make music with guitars. And I think nice. he might be a producer as well. I, in this one, he just makes music with guitar. Yeah. And also sing? Wait, I watched the video. I forgot to show I watched the video. Um, I think he was just... I think he's backup vocals. Yeah. Yeah, he's backup vocals. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure. I was trying to figure out if the, they uh, each took a verse in this one, and I think that is not true. I think no. It's, it's Adam Christopher primarily. He's also playing the piano. Um, yeah. There's a bit of piano in this one. But yeah, it's it's like you said, it's acoustic. It's it's guitar uh driven, mostly guitar chords. Um, yeah, the most like sweet, yeah. tender version you can imagine of this with the least amount of like guitar playing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and then some piano. And then yeah, that piano you get excited when it comes in on that pre-chorus. You're like, oh, there's gonna be something else coming up, and they're like, nah, it's <laughs> No, it's all chords. Um Oh, but the, the guitar does we do go get for the like picking, a, a string sustain in the chorus too. We get a little filling oh, in the chorus. Do we get a little bit of that? Oh, we do too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, probably synth strings. That's my guess. Yeah. Um. It's certainly not an orchestra. These are they're two dudes in like their grandma's apartment or something. Yeah, which I mean, that's the video. There's not much to say about the video. It's yeah, them in a room. And, and neither of them are smoking, so we can't even talk about how cool they, that. They don't is. even look cool. They're not. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then yeah, the like I mentioned, the harmonies. The harmonies come in later on, kind of yeah, part of the second, second half verse. has vocal harmonies. Yeah, um, which I think I mean the harmonies sound good enough. Yeah, but yes, it's a very like sweet version. Yeah, like you said, um, and that is arguably not the the best approach, just because. It's really focused on the like love song half of it, probably less than half, honestly. Yeah, I think he, like he, even the way he, I just listened to him hit the line, even if we gotta risk it all right now, and the way he's singing it, you can tell that he's like really believing in the the words of the woman that Post Malone is referring to as generally being like in the wrong, yeah. like a, yeah, at least unreliable. If nothing yeah, else. exactly. So it's like it's very strange to hear it, and you're like, buddy, it's he's telling her about why he has to fucking leave to go on tour. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, watching them perform, I know, I know they say you're supposed to perform with a smile on your face, um, but surely that's not true if it's not a happy thing, right? Like you can have other expressions yeah. on your face as well. But they do seem, yeah, it's like very earnestly performed. Um, and maybe mm. that's, I don't know, is that, does that make sense? Because he's kind of complaining about this other person in a way that doesn't really come across as earnest necessarily. Yeah. It's like if you, do, I don't know, because even like the original version has this kind of, not like, like emotional sweetness to it, but it has a very like sonic sweetness, sonic sweetness to it. And so I think that confuses a lot of people. And but then when you strip that down to just like this acoustic guitar, it's like we're losing the <laughs> like the the clouding of that sonic field where it's like, oh, hang on a second. Now I'm listening more to the lyrics and it really is not a love song. 
Yeah, or at least not not a simple love song. No, certainly not. It's like a love is complex and we can keep seeing each other when I'm in town. And is that love? I'm not sure. But I think being with you full on would kill me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not picking up that that side of it from this version for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, and like I think they keyed into a fact here that the vocalizations at the start, we kind of talked about how approachable those are as a hook. Yeah. But it goes great for an acoustic cover, right? You get to you get to really chew on that, sit on that. But yeah, it's it's what you'd expect. It's this was made 2018. It's like the first cover out the fucking door as soon as the song dropped. Like Right. There's no time to think. You got to you got to get it on the net. Yeah. It's functionally fine. They sing fine. Like you said, their harmonies are okay. I think it does miss out on like a lot of texture. <laughs> like both sonically and, and lyrically were were flat. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about what happens when a car combines its forces with a, a group of studio and NDA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could uh, not find information on, on these artists. We got El Mirage and NDA or El Mirage, El Mirage. Uh, NDA in 2018. Yeah. El Mirage is a, a kind of Cadillac. Yeah, it's, it was like a. Con- I, I, I'm just learning this too. Seems to be a concept car. Um. That was never like it's never it's not our car. They didn't build it, or they built it, but they didn't like manufacture it. They like built oh, okay. one for a show kind of thing, or or I don't know how many of those you would build. Not many, I think, because like, yeah, it's a concept car, right? Which so I believe, it's a concept car. I don't know how many you would build, but like it they're was for named shows, for Elmira, New York, or Elmira. So is it the Elmiridge, or is it pronounced Elmira? Elmira J. Elmira J. Anyway, pretty sure you can't buy these. But I'm not a car person. Maybe you could build your own. Um, hey, yeah. And NDA. CRT and then build your own Cadillac <laughs> yeah, exactly. Elmirage. Exactly. Make a, a, a vacuum tube. Um, that vacuum tube talk was off air, wasn't it? We that was off air, yeah. We are now <laughs> introducing uh, extended lore. Extended lore. In the Sorry, folks. Universe. Uh, we'll try not to do that too much. We'll try not to. So here's a, NDA. I can tell you this is made up of the Sunset Lounge studio artists. I know this because they Dude. were listed on secondhand songs. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. So they're studio artists. And then El Mirage, I thought it was like a producer of some kind. Because a concept producer. There seems, yeah. There seemed to be, there's like a bunch of versions of this. Like, I found one and I only picked this version because I could find it on both Spotify and Tidal. Right. Um, which seemed to matter at the time. But there's like other kind of like remixes. This is the like Rob Nunez Spider Verse remix. And uh, okay. who's Rob? I don't know. Nunez. I don't know who that I is. Know. I kind of forgot to look him up. Uh, uh, so I don't know exactly what the rules are, other than, yeah, it seems like NDA is maybe studio musicians and El Mirage is some kind of producer. And uh, so he's saying, I don't know, who's Rob? Where does Rob, Rob come into all this? Um, I think Rob probably remixed it. He yeah. seems to be a producer from what I'm seeing online okay. here. That makes sense. 
So basically, um, yeah. but what is this basically. version? Yeah, we're what we're going into dance. Version? We're going into dance territory, you know. Which this is, is like sensible. a remix of a remix. It's sensible. It's also very fast. Yes. And it cooks through the song like a couple times. Yeah, we really cook through those vocals. Uh yeah. We got like sped up probably El Elmiridge hitting us with the sped up vocals is my guess. Cuz I don't think that's sped up Swaley or Post Malone. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Um, which I think is a mistake. That's my first mistake here, I think. Is one, the sped up vocals in general. Two, not just using samples from the original. Yeah, that, I mean, you'd hardly even know. No, and <laughs> I think... I'm sure there's royalty reasons you don't want to do that, but at the uh, same yeah, time... Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah. I think, don't take us through the full verse, and then the full chorus, and then the full verse. Just chop it up. Just give us the fucking sound bites. Just give us the, you know, the sunflower, stuff. sunflower, sunflower, wah, 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 and then hit us with the fucking drop. Like, right. It is not, it doesn't seem to be that kind of, I mean, certainly they don't do that. Like, they don't repeat it. They repeat it, but not consecutively, right? They do the whole, no. they do everything and then go through everything again and then go through half of everything. Like, it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah. Musically, mm-hmm. um, it's very based around, like, these really saturated piano chords. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of the intro, and then it like you know breaks stuff up. You get that like dance beat and some harsher synths and stuff. Um, probably for dancing, like in particular, yeah. that's on that that first chorus. Um, not the second one though. Only the first chorus is where I guess they're like. You know, yeah, it's this one's built to get you to the chorus, right? And that chorus is built to go hard. Um, And then that even goes into the second verse. But we already talked about how the chorus and verse are like actually pretty similar. Yeah, pretty similar. Um, And you get some like detuned stuff around. There's quite a bit of synth stuff going on, as you might expect from from this sort of like dance remix. Yeah, and Um, I will say, I think the chorus does a good job i think in- instrumentally it was interesting and you get that little like descending synth that jumps in for a moment it's like <laughs> uh yes um yeah and like it's fine like i feel like you could dance to it reasonably um, oh, yeah. more than the original i guess speeding it up is probably the important part yeah to get that higher like beats per minute yeah um but even you have such enough. tasty sounds on the original that I wonder if just speeding up that like bass synth or something would be <laughs> worthwhile. If that would be good, would it be too like chip monkey? Yeah, what do you have if you speed <laughs> up too much? Does it yeah, it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> It does sound like something the chipmunks would say. It kinda does. I mean they I haven't checked in with the chipmunks lately, but I feel like this is a prime candidate for a chipmunk movie. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, yeah, especially if they're gonna do like a Spider-Man reference. But yeah, this one, much like like the first two covers we're talking about here, are both built for the same reason for different audiences. Right, like to get it out fast. To get it out fast, to be like, here is the sunflower that you're gonna listen to at the club, and we're gonna get that club money. Yeah, here's the one that all the you soft kids are gonna listen to. <laughs> it's the acoustic version. Like, yeah. They're both, like, they both knock them out quick and, like, both technically functional, but... Yeah, I think, I think this one's a lacking. little more functional. Me too. Just because I'm like, yeah, this is danceable too. The other one's like, what would I do to this? Like, when would I listen to this? I, I don't think ever. Yeah, and songs about, like, messy relationships are perfect dance tracks. 
That's true. I mean, you dance the pain away or whatever. Yeah, um, we talked about uh, dancing on the, my own by Robin, true, and that's, that's true. That's the same thing. I mean, yeah. often, like at the very least, with an acoustic one, you can get like sad. Yeah, but that one doesn't doesn't really do that. Yeah, and that acoustic one could have done like a sad t- acoustic take would play because it's it's there is a sadness in the original that is like present. I think lyrically, if not sonically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think this one works better. I kind of like the chorus. I kind of like the the synths that get in there and, and tell us it's dance time. No, I mean, yeah, there's some, there's some just like de- decent version. Yeah, I would I would strip out the vocals they made. Fucking, I would focus more on making fun vocal loops with the originals uh, soundtrack. I would just I would just use that. Yeah, I think that could be cool. I'm I'm sure that exists somewhere. It's gotta right. Yeah, it must. But I'll tell you what else exists is another artist whose name ends with a J. Stanage. And that is Stanage? the only reason I put them both on. Is that really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I gotta have both these J artists on. Yeah. You gotta... Stanage. Stanage. Uh, there's a, a pronunciation somewhere, but it's like Stanage. Then you left in the dust Unless I stuck by you You're a sunflower I think it'll never be too much Oh, you'll be left in the dust. Stanash. Okay, Stanash. Uh, yeah, YouTube type artist guy. Yeah, Al- Albanian American, is that correct? Aquarius. That's Aquarius? all I've got. <laughs> okay, I, I picked up Albanian American somewhere. Um, I'm, I'm on Twitter. No, Instagram. <sighs> Alex is on Twitter. Instagram, not on Twitter. I looked up. Oh, I think I got a. Because uh, I went Stanage musician. And then I got Albert Stanage. Is that the guy? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Alex, come on. I guess Does, I it says he loves dogs. He doesn't have a Grammy. And These are all Aquarius. things that could be true. EP and singles. Okay. Well, shit. Because I've got... He was born to Albanian parents in Albania and was raised in New York City. He attended the Archbishop. There's no way to know for sure. Wait, what if I go to Standage.com? Wait, let me... Let me professionally is, no, I think that's the same person. Okay, so yeah, he had a number two hit in Albania, and uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, it all connects. So yeah, he is the Aquarius Grammy loser who loves dogs, and you can text him. Oh, nice. Weird. Um, Yeah, okay, I thought this one, I I listened, I heard it, and I said, great, this is easy, because it's guitars, it's all guitar, it's an acoustic version again. Um, And like, it doesn't go beyond that. Yeah. It's guitar, he plays guitar. Um, yeah, it's echoier. It's like, it's a real emphasis on like that echoiness yeah, of the guitar. Echo and he opens with a yeah, and then he opens with the chorus. That is true. He says, yeah. 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 And he says, and you left in the test. This is stuck by you. Except, except less harsh. <laughs> uh, not that much, though. Um, yeah, fair well, I mean, yeah, he also, uh, compared to the other one this one feels more appropriate uh compared to the first acoustic one just because that was so like positive and upbeat and this one is a little more yearning i guess yeah you can at least imply yearning if it's not in there yeah exactly (laughs) it's not specifically like positive sounding yeah it doesn't sound like a fucking big posy jam you're right (laughs) posy jam uh uh other things to note about the music or about the playing he kind of really intensifies on uh on the second verse yes 
and kind of goes more into like strumming. Doubles vocals on I don't know if it's that verse or on the pre-chorus section. Yeah, it's in the pre-chorus section. He doubles the vocals for I know you're scared of the unknown, which right. a lot of people do. He does it here too. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's the instrumentation here. Oh, he's got kind of like the guitar sort of has a bit of a phaser effect of some kind on it. Um, yeah, it's set like to it's stun. In and out. Set to stun, and it's <laughs> stunning. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely yeah. a more effective acoustic cover. Yeah, I mean, if we got to split hairs, I do think this is the better acoustic cover, yeah. and it's using less people. Yeah. I'm, so, in fact, of all the acoustic covers we talk about today, I think it's the least people because I think it's just him. It's the least people. Yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna talk about who I understand to be Sapphire. Yeah, uh, that's what it says on on uh, on the music songs. video. So it says yeah, the music video on secondhand songs, uh, but. But according to other streaming services, they go by Saf's story. Saf's story. Um, but you know, uh, also uh, I can call her Saf because uh, she told That's, me I could. she does say that. And then there's also the band Galaxy Thief on this. Yeah. Who? Okay. So I read their description. Said they were from the South Coast, and I said, "Cool." There's nine entries in the Wikipedia entry for South Coast. Turns out. Okay. And I said, probably California, right? No, they're from Dorset. They're from Dorset. Yeah, I yeah. literally just chucked it in Google because I forgot to Google them. And the first thing I see is Galaxy Thief are a British indie rock four-piece from Dorset. Yeah, so that entry is not in the Wikipedia South Coast page at all. At all. Um, yeah, so. But yeah, so they're from they're from the same place that the pirate accent is from. So that's fun. Sick. Love that. Uh, so yo-ho, yo-ho. It makes a lot of sense that they're British, though, having watched the music video. Yes, seeing like the architecture and the <laughs> and yeah. the landscape is like not California. <laughs> so, yeah, such a weird juxtaposition, though, because it's like yeah. they come out of this English country manor to jump on their like fucking ATVs and yeah, jeeps. And, like, jeeps. I'm like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll so get this, to the music video. We'll get to that. First, let me officially introduce this Saf Story 2019. Yes. Featuring Galaxy Thief. Featuring Galaxy Thief. Um, yeah, she's another like YouTube uh, cover person she i think seems to have some of her own stuff i listen to it sounds a lot like billy eilish it's very like that close mic or not okay, exclusively because yeah. obviously that's not what this is uh but she has some no. of that style as well uh softer and then yeah four-piece indie rock band from the south coast baby yeah so this one is like like summer vacation vibes yeah like, it's, maybe this I'm one is like again video. very positive which i guess maybe that fits yeah. too because you get the it's the boys of summer kind of thing yeah um but definitely the feel of the song is a little jarring um i i did i do kind of like the elements in here but then i was wondering like do they fit the song that well i don't know but they add yeah. like this little like guitar riff groove thing you yeah. know it's going um it seems like they're having a lot of fun yeah which also comes across in the video It definitely comes across in the video. Yeah, um, and it's a lot more like it's more guitar uh, based. There's two guitars. One's kind of playing that little like groove, uh, and yeah. then the other one is 
playing chords. Um, yeah, just yeah, some rhythm chords yeah, there. Yeah, rhythm. Um, so the other thing about this one is it doesn't have a ton of echo, which most of the other ones do. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting change. Um, and then they also go like hard on the duet thing because they do both do a verse, but there's also more like harmonies and stuff that are notable and noticeable as harmonies because their voices are like different enough that you can tell right. them apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's yeah. definitely present. Um, yeah, in terms of like at least being musically interesting, we have a full band present yeah. and they were trying different things. So, like, hard to not enjoy that on I some know. level. And I did. I'm like, <laughs> I'm listening to it. I really enjoyed it. And then, like, the more I thought about it, the more it didn't necessarily make perfect sense. But, like, I did. I, I, I liked it for, you know, first blush. Yeah, I don't think I like it as a cover of uh, Sunflower. Yeah, it, it, I'm questioning I, whether it works or not in that, in that sense, for sure. But it, it certainly stands out in terms of, like, making the most, like, moves. It, like, it almost leans on, like, a country pop sound sometimes, yeah. which I think is yeah. interesting. Definitely. Um, you're right, these vocal sound. harmonies are, like, kind of big. Um, they do... She, like, screams at one She point. does. I think that is a whistle. That's, like, okay. a high whistle register. That's the high whistle. So it's a bit... Like a, I mean, you know, yeah. these YouTube things, you gotta, you gotta show off a bit, right? Like, it's half resume. Yeah, so it's half resume. You gotta show what you can do. And that's... The guitar is also, like, kind of going off in that section, too, right? Yeah, it's... Um, I don't know if i call it a solo exactly, but it's almost that. Yeah, it's like a it's it's kind of like outro guitar where it's like you know where it's building up. It's not really a soul because it's just a new pattern. It's yeah. in fact, I would say it's the melody from the right. Okay, yeah, translated to the guitar. Yeah, yeah. So this is like I don't know. Yeah, so I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little torn on it. But, I'm a little uh, torn on it. I do like parts I, of it for sure. Yeah, I think parts of it are interesting. I still just don't think anybody has really like, like captured, captured the mood, the mood, or like really been like, "Hey, check out the twist on this song." Is that like, yeah, it's about it's more about trying to end a relationship than it is about like raising somebody up, and like being. But then it's also like I would believe it as this like we're kids on summer vacation thing, kind of. Like, yeah. we're just, we're happy about it, but then we're also, like, doing some dumb shit. <laughs> You're right. And like, then also, so again, like, that, that Boys of Summer vibe, where it's like, it is temporary. It's like, yeah. it's I'm not like, going to last past okay. the summer. And maybe that's okay. So we talked about the music video a bit. It's the, uh, the gang all hops into a Jeeps and ATVs. There's this very excited dog that runs with them. Yeah, and it seems like mostly they're hanging out, I assume, in the South Coast area um yeah this could be like a rented mansion maybe they're rich i don't know the vibe i get off of this is like rich kids fucking around for sure so they definitely like lost some <laughs> some uh some stock with me oh just yeah based on the video um it yeah. reminded me uh honestly of like what, what you would do if you were len today making a music you're video len like, today you're like we got like, some money let's go somewhere and fuck around let's go on vacation and just shoot yeah, our music they don't quite have the uh the visual presentation of that music video. No, the Len version is much better, but this is like 
what you can do as a YouTube star these days. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, uh, old mansion or, like, stone work of some sort. Uh, yeah. Mansion-type uh, building. And then it sort of cuts back and forth between them, like, in the front lawn performing the song. Yeah. And then them just fucking around on, like, quads and jeeps and... Quads and jeeps and like, all that. fields. Yeah, I think they would have had something here. They would have actually really had a brilliant, like, capturing of that summer energy we've been talking about here if it wound up with them looking at a sunflower field. Or some like something, if, like a bit more they, of a narrative, I don't know. Yeah, because they, like, drive out to a point. We see them all walk and stand together. Right. But they don't actually, like, look at anything interesting or do anything interesting there. But we had caught a shot of them, and they actually, like, see a field of sunflowers and then maybe don't go into it. That's, like, a, a beautiful visual metaphor for being, like, you are the sunflower, but I'm not going in there to get amongst it. Right. It's at least something. Yeah. But, yeah, you mostly just get them driving Jeeps and, and quads in the sunset. And they're like, yeah, having a good time. So, again, doesn't necessarily fit the vibe of the song that well. It fits the vibe of their version of the song. So we're a few um, a few steps removed, but... Yeah, so it's like self-contained, it works. But yeah, it's a, it's a bit of an odd one. Let's talk about one that is less odd, but more expected. 8-Bit Misfits 2019. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Um, I mean, I don't have much to say about the group itself. Um, I I did kind of want to put... Well, there are a few 8-bit versions. Um, yeah. And I find... I mean, they're always a good indication of, like, the strength of a melody. Right. Um, I guess that's true of all, um, all instrumental versions to a degree. But I don't know. For some reason, 8-bit versions uh, make me think of that. Uh, well, yeah, so I wanted to put one on, and there were like three or four, yeah. and I just picked this one somewhat randomly. It seemed a bit potentially harsher in its sounds, but it's not like it's mm-hmm. that harsh. So, no, I'll give them this. It does give a very video gamey vibe to the the song. Yeah, I think it does that does that fairly well. Um, of course, you know, getting the the chip tune sound does that. Um, and it's a fairly straightforward application of that sound, but there's a few things, like, I think the rhythm, like, they just pull the rhythm from the original, but it's a strong rhythm, so, yeah. you know, the, that works. Um, they also bring in some big synth harmonies, uh, that does feel, they feel pretty good on these, like, lo-fi synth, synth sounds. Right, um, yeah. Which are, the big synth harmonies don't come in on the original. Um, and then they go into that arpeggio. And I think that's the big, like, on the uh, chorus? Yeah, on, on the, the chorus. chorus. Yeah, they, when suddenly I'm playing Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's the real, like, video game feeling, is they're like, you know? Uh, which feels yeah. very video gamey to me. Um, so maybe that's just a cheap way. I know, I feel like I'm, I'm learning about the, the four crystals in original Final yes. Fantasy. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm just getting oh, the opening yeah. scroll. There's also there's like this drone that go plays throughout. Um, I I don't have much to say about it other than that it exists. It cuts out a bit in the second verse. Yeah. Um, 
Um, but it's a it's decent a, build element because it kind of cuts out and comes back in a pre-chorus. So yeah, I found like yeah, there's some good elements in this. I think it really highlighted how kind of boring the vocal melody is without lyrics. You think so? Yeah, there's a lot of points where it's just like you're like oh right, fuck, it is it's very the same thing. like a short yeah uh, short thing melody yeah I mean that's what that's why we put these ones on that's why we put these the on sort of I think the the bass synth translates pretty well to eight bit yeah um like you already mentioned there's some harmonies and shit going on it's yeah it's okay. We've heard worse eight bit covers. We have. We've heard, We've heard more interesting know. ones. I thought it was decent. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, that's this one. Now let's talk about another. If you can imagine it, acoustic, acoustic cover. cover. Honestly, I don't know why I put so many of these on. But also, I keep fucking forgetting who stories are. <laughs> it's like, this is like the third forget. time I put them on, being like, "Ooh, who's the stories group?" Ooh, stories. So this is stories in twenty twenty. <laughs> Be left in the dust unless I'm stuck by you. You're the sunflower. I think your love will be too much. What a scary pockets was acoustic. Yeah, but also like there's yeah, they're like a scary pockets side project. Um mm. but also like I don't think anyone from Scary Pockets is involved in this. It must be in their studio. Like though. it's all it is guest like a- artists. Yeah, it's probably their studio, and like they they set it up, but like they're not doing anything. No. Um. So yeah, you get the team on this one is. Uh, let me see here. Recording yeah. engineer Justin Glasgow. Who do we, uh, here's here we go. Vocals are Leon. No, no last name. I couldn't given. find information about Leon. Like still only got one name. Um, guitar is Horace Bray and Ryan Lerman, and then flute is Hideaki Aomori. Yes, strongest element. Strongest element, flute. least present element. Yeah. Um, fucking four guys to do an acoustic cover in here. Yeah. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It was funny because when I just listened to the the audio. I wrote, Scary Pockets found out they didn't need 10 people on the crew to record a dog shit cover. And then I popped this one. I was like, wow, there's still four guys in here. <laughs> uh, yes. So, so uh, it's not, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm not totally sold on the guitars. That's kind of it, the whole thing, right? Like, it's two guitars yeah. strumming and a guy singing. And Two then guitars the comes putting in, in the a couple same points. effort as Alex Farley on the first cover we talked about. Yeah, with a similar <laughs> thing. Yeah, there's not, like, compared to the, we talked about Scary Pockets last week, that yeah. one had kind of a gimmick, but this mm-hmm. does not have that. Well, it does. It's this fucking rad flute, but they don't use it. Enough. I guess so. It could, it's not even, yeah, it doesn't feel like it because it's hard it to use. It could be the gimmick if they had let it be. Um... But it's not. Like, you get some harmonies in there, but it just kind of does... He just plays it a couple times. Like, actually, yeah, it's like between stuff. It's like, after the chorus, he just plays some flute. And that means they kind of extend it, because the chorus and the second verse are, like, smushed together in the original. Yeah. There's actually a moment you can see in the music video here, around 110. I just saw that. Yeah, he <laughs> gets ready and to, like, oh, <laughs> shit, to never blast mind. it. He's like, oh, wait, this isn't the moment. 
he shouldn't have been so polite. He should have fucking banged it out. Um, but yeah, that's your cool points. Is you get this flute in there, and it's like they've set up such a gentle atmosphere here. Uh, why don't we get some more of these like woodsy gentle? Let's let's build a real like quote unquote acoustic space. Let's get some like hand drums in here. Let's get the fucking flute in here. Something I don't. Yeah, like the flute is is cool, and maybe I don't know. I'm not. They don't need to add a ton more stuff necessarily, but but more flute would be nice at least. Yeah, like, had, like give me something that gives me because they're kind of going for like a folk vibe. Give me folk. Yeah, I had like a day a couple weeks ago where I was like, "Damn, I want to listen to some clarinet." So I just like <laughs> listened to a bunch of Super Tramp, and it was awesome. But like, fuck yeah! <laughs> for some reason, I don't know what it was. I just wanted like, some I clarinet. Need to hear that clarinet. Um, and I did. I succeeded. And you did. But I think what people need to hear right now is about former Glee cast member Cord Overstreet in twenty twenty. Then you'd be left in the dust Unless you're stuck by ya You're a sunflower I think your love will be too much You'll be left in the dust Yeah, I was so shocked that this was not a band. I know, what the, the name Cord Overstreet? That's his given name. <laughs> that's his God-given name. Which, uh... Wow, uh, yeah, unexpected. Uh, I had information opened about this person, but I cannot find it. Former Glee cast member is yeah. the, the headline. I don't, I don't know what else you need. Um, also, stars, allegedly, on Apple TV Plus series called Acapulco, um, plays the character Chad Dav- Davies, but also definitely doesn't have top billing, so I don't know how much of a star he is. Star he is. But, uh, he's at... Because nobody's gonna believe a name like Cord Overstreet. It doesn't sound real, but it is. Um, yeah. So what's going on here? This one is a is a slow it down and simplify things version. Yeah, break it down to like a guitar, or, uh, like chords. Just break down to the chords. Boom, boom, yeah, ton of those echoey guitar arpeggios. Yeah, um, and then even yeah, vocals come in with that. Um, yeah, the drums um, pretty in, light. Yeah. Sounds like just like a box. Yeah, that kind of. Um, and then you later get a little shaker percussion in there, a little. Yeah, it kind of like it almost builds up a little groove. Yeah, um, but it's still like very slow, so it's it doesn't. Hang on, what did I say? Oh, yeah, it actually feels like a groove, though. Because, like, I th- the one in, in Saf's story, I called it a groove, but it's... It doesn't feel very groovy. No. You know? This one is more... Feels better. Yeah, this one definitely tries to hit, like, like with lo-fi percussion elements. Like that box drum, the shaker, It's it's given us an actual groove. Um, whereas, I don't know, the one in Saf's story felt a bit more st- played very straight kind of thing. Very straight. Yeah, it was too, like, I don't know, like, country pop leaning to feel like yes. a groove. It just felt like a, like a backbeat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, the beat, that beat kind of builds, still feels kind of sparse, but, like, you sort of build, build more stuff up about it. Um, and, of course, it has its build elements where it cuts out for sections, uh, comes back sort of thing. But it stays down fairly low. Yeah. And then you yeah, kind of get, I mean, the most at the end. It's a pretty direct curve. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's like we build to the end and then things pull out pretty quick. Um, he gets uh the on the chorus he has backing vocals that hit the final words. So he's like, "You'd be left in the dust, dust, dust." <laughs> that that goes throughout the chorus. Um, from from a, a Glee alumni. Not the worst, not the worst thing we've heard yeah. today. Even <laughs> no, I I thought it was I thought it was decent. Yeah, it kind of tunes into that like grooviness that the original has, and just like does it in a different context. Yeah, but it keeps it like keeping it slow still makes it feel a little a little you know dour. Yeah, that's maybe the word. A little dour, dreamy, you know. Yeah. So more yeah more effective uh you know we we don't usually give Glee, former glee cast members much credit but um he does a pretty decent job hey he did okay here um and that's it for the covers we're talking about today so we're gonna get into our final verdicts we got three categories the worst version the best version and the uh-oh it's the year 2080 and we need to restore the film into the spider-verse but we've lost all evidence of the original song sunflower oh no which, which cover version do we use in the movie instead okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, alex what's the worst version of this I would probably have to go with Adam Christopher and Alex Farley. Uh, it really just feels like they didn't quite get it. And the other ones all have a little bit of something. Yeah, they at least have something to distract you from the fact that they didn't get yeah. it. They're like, um, oh, or they got it, it a little more, you know? Like, yeah. But this one is like, it really misses the mark in terms of tone. Um, also, I'm just not that into acoustic covers in general. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's, you know, you got to come with something to prove. If you're going to do a real, actual, good acoustic cover, you yeah. got to have something. got to have something uh, more than chords. Yeah. Unless you they're got- really cool chords. I mean, they're cool chords. Don't get me wrong. Chords can hey, be something, man. but yeah. they, this, this is not that. Your chords better be over street if they're gonna if you're doing acoustic. Like that's all I'm saying. Damn, that is over street, brother. <laughs> These ones are a little under street. I agree. Adam Christopher Alex Farley, just just the least. And I was probably the quickest one out. So yeah, first place in terms of speed yeah. to cover. First needs on wax. More time in the oven. Yeah, it needs a little more time in the oven. Alex, what's the best version of this? Oh, what is the best version? Um None of them stood out to me as super strong. Um, I agree. To me, I think even though it's awkward, I'm gonna pick Saf's story with Galaxy Thief because, uh, like my my initial reaction was the most positive, even though okay. I soured on it a little bit. Um, I'm still gonna give it to them. I think that's fair. They do have like some stuff going on there. Uh, again, like if you don't get the song, at least distract us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they've got that going on there. I think maybe like the closest to like getting to something that maybe speaks to the heart of this song, even if it was done maybe disingenuously, is El Mirage and NDA. Okay. I think there's something in this like if trying to make it a club banger. But I think it needs a, you know, I think it needs a second take. I need to I think we need to rework right. it. Right, like they're going in the right direction, but they just got to take it further. Yeah, and I like I like the chorus song. I think the chorus comes together, and with a pop song, sometimes the chorus is the only thing that matters. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it to them, even though, like, like you said, I don't think there's a lot of strong performers this week. Alex, 
tragedy has struck. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> and you've been put in charge of picking out a cover version of Sunflower to put into the restored version of Into the Spider-Verse. Yep, yep. Um, so I'm going to play it safe. And I'm yep. going to say we, we're going to do 8-Bit Misfits just because it's close enough um, structurally. It'll fit. And I feel like it's what did what year did you say it was 2080 yeah i chose 2080 um, i feel like by 2080 the the late uh 20th century and early 21st century are gonna be like compressed enough because you know time compresses as you right as you yeah, past yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. gonna be like yeah they were still doing 8-bit video games in in 20 what year yeah is they're this? like yeah 18? it's <laughs> what year yeah 2018 yeah. Yeah, 2018, right? And then we're like, yeah, that sounds right. So everyone was like, yeah, this is contemporary music because everyone was still, this is all they had, even though they could make this level of animation. Uh, all the music was eight. Yeah, eight, they're eight. like, it was, this came out of the same year as Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with. Solid pick, Alex. It'll make a very interesting moment when he's singing along to the song <laughs> in the film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it will make no sense. No sense. I love that, though. I think I'll chuck in... You know what? It's gotta be... That's tough, because they all kind of fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll chuck in Court Overstreet. You know, he's got that auto-tuny voice. Right. He's like... He's got a bit of that groove. It'll it'll maybe play the best, because like nobody's gonna believe that a black kid in the, the 2018 was listening to stories. They might believe 8-Bit Misfits. They're probably not gonna believe Saf's story. Like... And Stenage, like, maybe? Maybe. So, yeah, I'm going to go anyway. with Cordover Street Cordover as maybe Street. the most the most likely substitute. But that does it for our final verdicts. You got similar opinions, different opinions. Want to talk to us about a cover version we didn't talk about? Hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod. At Jake the Cressy. At some Alex Wise Guy. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. Uh, you can also email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and we're also on Spotify, kind of. You can't listen to our other Post Malone episode on there. It's been taken down, so think about that. But rate us there. Give us fucking five stars while we're still on there. Tell your friends and families about us. Tell your neighbors. Tell your loved ones. This week, what you can do for us is you can go to your local public washroom and just scrawl the name of our podcast on, you know, the wall. Just smear it in shit. Smear it in fecal matter. Let the people know where the real shit is. That's kind of the message. They'll get it. Anyone who understands, like, poetry and, like, you know, subtext will get it. So, yeah, shit smear our our podcast name around town. That is what we're doing this week. Um, that does it for today's episode of cover me and as we always say on cover me cover me sideways party on tilt